0: Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless.
1: get into it. If you want to send in a text, uh, a prayer request, text the word pursuit to 94,000 or you can visit our website and you will see this image. You just click on it and you submit it that way. The reason we do that this way is number one, because it's easier for us to just call out. I can see it from my phone, but number two, we have a record of it so we can continue to pray so we don't forget about it. It goes to all of our prayer team and we can continue to pray. Now, we're going to pray for four specific specific, I got to say that right, not specific specific things this morning, okay? And they're going to be heavy. But as I was preparing for this week I felt like these are the things that the Lord said to pray for specifically. Now, you can send in any prayer request for absolutely anything. But the ones that I felt that we needed to highlight as a church body are for specific things. And I have some scriptures for you. So I'm going to roll fast, brother. I'm not going to talk so much that we don't get to the praying. But I need you to, to see in scripture what we're talking about. Galatians 5, 16 through 26. It says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when everybody say, but when, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, and drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not Inherit the kingdom of God. That's a stark warning right there. That should put you on notice. If you're struggling in these areas, if you're struggling with something that is on that list, it is telling you clearly that if you give in and you constantly run to these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. But everybody say but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things so those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there since we are living by the Spirit Let us follow the Spirit's leading, big part here, in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So the first thing I want to pray for is this list and specifically sexual immorality. This is something that has plagued our nation, that has plagued the church of America, and we have to combat it we have to come against it and what better way than to pray and agree that god set us free from all of this i want to give you some quick stats hope you're ready for it one in five mobile searches are for pornography a hundred billion dollars a year is generated by pornography 71% of teens hide their online behavior from their parents and guess what is the most watched day of the week for pornography Sunday if you don't think that is a tactic of the enemy you need to pay attention Colossians 3 5 says this so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Do not be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Put to death the sinful nature. Galatians 5.19, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. You want to to know why people fall into this trap? It's not so much that they're looking for sexual immorality. It is a byproduct. It is the result. It is the symptom of a deeper root. And the root is this. You follow your sinful nature instead of the leading of the Holy Spirit. When you follow desires of your sinful nature, the results are clear. You're not exempt. No one is exempt. If you follow the sinful nature in you, you will end up here. Sexual immorality, impurity and lustful pleasures. That's the scripture. That's not Matt Gamas. That is the scripture. So when you begin to follow your sinful nature, when you begin to not pay attention to what God says, when you begin to do your own thing, the results are the results. It's it it just is what it is and you can't run. And unfortunately, things are way too easy nowadays to get into this category. And so what I want to do is I want us to stand. You guys can start playing something. I'm not here to bash anyone or embarrass anyone, but I believe freedom is available by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to come forward and receive prayer for this, you can come on. We're going to pray either way. If you want to stay in your seat, that's fine. I would encourage you. If you really want freedom, you come forward. Our prayer team can come and we will pray for you. Regardless, we're going to pray for this issue. We're going to pray as a church because it's, it is combative to the church culture. Prayer team, y'all can go ahead and stand up and just be ready and available because we're going to do this all morning. If you need freedom in this area, please come. If you want prayer, please come. If you sit in your seat, that's fine, but I'm going to begin to pray over you and I believe God can touch you. If you're watching online and you're at home because you're struggling and you don't feel worthy, you don't feel like you're, you're, you're good enough to come to church because you're stuck, because you feel trapped in this isolation of sin because it's secretive and it's hard and you, you, you're fighting these desires, you're fighting these lusts, there is no shame, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but there is freedom. And so we want to believe for freedom. So do me a favor, everybody just lift your hands. Father, we love you. We surrender to you this morning. We surrender our will, our desires. And we say right here, right now, it all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. Our failures, our shortcomings, our sin, our sinful nature, the things, that we battle with in our mind and in our hearts, we say no more, we belong to you. We are your children. We are your chosen people and we will walk free. Lord, I pray for freedom right now for every person, 100% freedom, deliverance in Jesus name, freedom, from the fear, freedom from the secrecy, freedom from the lust, freedom from the pornography, freedom from all types of sexual immorality, freedom from the wandering eye, freedom from the thoughts that you don't want. We rebuke that sinful nature and we say, Lord, lead us by your spirit. Lead us by your spirit in Jesus name. Lead us by your spirit. We belong to you. Come on, if that's you this morning, just tell him. Say, I belong to you, Jesus. I don't belong to myself. I don't belong to this world. I, I don't belong to those things that try to entrap me. I belong to you, Jesus. The Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we declare freedom This morning, in Jesus' name. worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord, with our whole heart. We say, let it be, Lord. Let it be, Lord. Let it be according to your will. Let it be
0: Oh, lift your voice. Oh yes
1: That's freedom. That's freedom when he's leading us. Someone praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. We want to lift up the family of Juan NGO from Rockport. The owner passed away. Multiple restaurants burned down, home burned down, all sorts of attacks on that family. Lord, we ask you right now, be with that family. That is experiencing this heartache and this loss, the attack that has been placed on them from the enemy, whoever this person was. We ask that you rectify the situation, you bring peace to their grief and their suffering, and you make them whole during this time. We ask for closure for them in Jesus name. We're going to pray later on for a lot of the healing requests that come in. Um, somebody wrote in prayer for marriages that are hurting and broken for supernatural strength, for forgiveness and perseverance that only God can heal Lord, We lift up marriages this morning. Though the Bible says let no man separate what god put together and we ask you right now in jesus name that you would begin to touch the hearts and minds of every couple every married person that you would bring unity you would bring clarity you would bring peace you would remove pain you would remove hurt and and unforgiveness lord we ask you right now for true healing to come true forgiveness to come in jesus name True resolution, true restoration. We thank you for it. We believe you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're gonna pray for baby Teddy. That uh the sty in his eye and the hernia that he might have. We pray for healing for his body. In Jesus' name, that all things get corrected, that nothing comes against him. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We declare that over you, Theodore, in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for all the babies in our church, both that are on the way and, and those that have been born recently. We thank you for the blessing that children are. Amen got a prayer request from someone says i'm really sick it's kind of complicated i'm in the hospital the doctors are waiting for some analysis to determine what to do my whole body is swollen and they have to take the liquid out through the stomach david that's your friend right your uncle what's his name Edwin. Father, we lift up Edwin right now. We ask that you would just touch his body. Whatever's going on with him physically, the doctors cannot figure it out. Lord, we ask that you give them understanding, give them wisdom, help them to be discerning of what is happening. I pray for all the swelling to go down in his body. I pray for correction to come in his life right now in Jesus' name, by your word. And we thank you for his healing. We thank you for Edwin in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up Amelia, who's having a surgery tomorrow on her tongue. We ask that you be with her, that everything goes smoothly, that the doctors would do everything correctly, and that there would be no complications, and she would be 100% uh, in the next couple of days. We thank you so much for that. We lift up Ashley's thumb. Uh, who cut it, and I cut my hand yesterday too. So we're praying for people who don't know how to use knives properly. In Jesus' name, that you would give us understanding on how to use our our weapons properly, and uh, we ask that all of that would be healed. Had already a lot of healing question or healing prayer requests. We're praying for Miss Baxter and for her health. I think that's your mom, right? Yeah, that's uh, Jamie's mother, Terry Baxter. General health and healing. Of swollen limbs and sinus issues, though we lift up her body right now, and we say thank you for her healing in advance. That whatever's coming against her will be stopped in Jesus' name, and that she would be made whole in Jesus' name, Amen. I want to talk to you about the next as more prayer requests come in. I want to talk to you about the next topic. You can sit down if you'd like. Another big one that's plaguing the church and plaguing America is mental health. Would you agree? Mental health, it's become the buzzword about everything and there's always disagreements and always arguments on how we should approach mental health. I'm one of those people that grew up learning the word of God. So my entire view about everything is always based on that. I tend not to listen too much to what doctors say because they have a limited understanding in all of their research and all of their books. They do the best they can. And a lot of people have really good intentions when it comes to this topic because people want to help people. Most doctors, most professionals go into the business to try and help people. But of course, we know that the enemy has his people in play to try and disrupt and detract and to cause problems. You know, when when there's a new invention, what happens? It's always intended to be used for good. Right. But then people with bad intentions get a hold of it and they begin to corrupt it and pervert it and if we're not careful they can take over an entire industry that was meant to do good and turn it in for evil and that is what has happened with mental health it started off as a desire to help people and the enemy has overrun it with all sorts of straight up witchcraft first of all you know this the word worry you know what it means it means to strangle The Bible says not to worry. Why? Because it will strangle you. Depression and anxiety. These are the two most common things that people, it doesn't matter whether you're in the church or out of the church, depression and anxiety. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America says that 18% of the US struggles with diagnosed depression, not depression in general, but actual diagnosed depression. So there's a lot more probably that haven't been diagnosed. It generates this particular one, depression and anxiety generates $42 billion a year in medications just in the US. Here are the symptoms, persistence in being sad, hopelessness, guilt, shame, believing a lie that God has forgotten about them. That is everything that the enemy has done to every person ever. Okay. If you'd like to get these notes you can text the word sermons at ninety four thousand. I have the links to actual website statistics from these places. According to the American Psychological Association, the misuse of opioid pain relievers and stimulants has also risen during the pandemic. As people attempt to cope with conditions like anxiety and depression, I'm gonna go real fast because there's so much. Uh, prescription drug statistics worldwide, more than 26% of, in the UK adults take prescription medications. That's a study from England in 2020. About 35% of Australians take prescription medication every day. That was a study done in 2018. In Canada, 65% of people aged 40 to 79 take more than one prescription drug. That's CDC 2019. 35 million people around the world have drug use disorders. Pain medications are the most commonly abused prescription drugs, Mississippi State Department of Health. Only one in seven people receive treatment for drug use disorders around the world. The global number of opioid users is estimated to be 53 million people. Now, let's talk about the United States prescription drug statistics in the United States. There are more than 20,000 prescription drugs that are approved by the FDA right now. 20,000 different types of prescriptions that we have access to that are approved by the FDA. About 66% of US adults take prescription drugs. That is huge. 46% of US adults have taken a prescription drug in the past 30 days. It's almost half our nation. Therapeutic areas with the highest spending in the U.S. are anti-diabetics, oncologics, autoimmune, and respiratory diseases. The leading drug classes in the U.S. are anti-hypertensives, pain relievers, and mental health drugs. The most commonly abused types of prescription drugs is opioids, tranquilizers, benzodiazepines. I don't even know how to say all this stuff. You get the point. The U.S. consumed about 30% of the world's supply of opioids in 2015. Our nation alone consumed 30% of availability. Almost 50,000 people died from opioid overdoses in 2019. Prescription drug statistics by age group. Prescription drug use tends to increase with age. According to the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey of 2015, 18% of children 0 to 11 use prescription drugs. 27% of adolescents between 12 and 19 use prescription drugs. 47% of adults 20 to 59, 59 use prescription drugs. 85% of adults 60 or older are using prescription drugs. we are saying it only gets worse. But here's the thing just released a study last month. Are you ready for this? Last month, Science Daily. There's links in the notes if you want to follow. They released a study from the University of, University or something, College of London, England. They were doing research for the past decade to try and nail this down. You know what they said? This is what they said. After decades of study, There remains no clear evidence that serotonin levels or serotonin activity are responsible for depression. Contrary to everything taught in every college, university, psychological place, psychiatrist, every pharmacist, serotonin levels do not cause depression is what they figured out after decades of study. Close. the popularity of the chemical imbalance theory of depression has coincided with a huge increase in the use of antidepressants prescriptions for antidepressants have risen dramatically since the 1990s with one in six adults in england using them and two percent of teenagers now being prescribed antidepressants The authors also found evidence from a large meta-analysis that people who used antidepressants had lower levels of serotonin in their blood. It actually did the opposite of what it was trying to do. They concluded That some evidence was consistent with the possibility that long-term antidepressant use reduces serotonin concentrations. The researchers say this will imply that the increase in serotonin that some antidepressants produce in the short term could lead to compensatory changes in the brain that produce the opposite effect long-term. So they're trying to fix a problem and they created a new problem. And they're saying, we've messed up. These studies also looked at the effects of stressful life events and found that these exerted a strong effect on people's risk of becoming depressed. The more stressful life events a person has experienced, the more likely they were to be depressed. They found out that it's actually much more simple than we made it to be. Life finds a way to mess with your mind because when the enemy comes and he attacks he comes for your mind research for decades and they found out that what causes depression is stressful events who would have thought they said no 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 chemical imbalance not true not true we figured it out it's not true serotonin issues not true if you're on antidepressants because your doctor said that you have a low serotonin count they were doing what they were taught they're not bad people they were doing what they were taught in school and what they figured out is everyone was taught wrong follow me there's this thing in the bible called witchcraft y'all familiar with this idea of witchcraft the bible says that rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft but what's so interesting is there's different words for witchcraft i'm going to share with you a couple of words it'll be on the screen hopefully i put it in there right i I don't remember if i formatted the text right you might have to format the text but the word witchcraft is pharmakia did you get it yeah you have to reformat sorry i texted it straight from the from the lexicon and I forgot to format it. The word pharmakia. This word means medication, magic, and sorcery. That's what this word means. Witchcraft means medication. Witchcraft means magic. Witchcraft means sorcery. The other version of this word Pharmakias means a drug or a spell, a potion, a pharmacist. It's where we get the word pharmacist from, from this idea of pharmakia, which the Bible calls witchcraft. A poisoner that is by extension a magician, a sorcerer. It's what the Bible calls it. Hear my heart, hear me clear. I don't believe that every pharmacist, every doctor is out there trying to cast a spell on you. I believe that the people who know what's really in the drugs are the ones with the issue, with the moral liability. Why would we have 20,000 prescription drugs at our disposal and none of them are getting us better? because it's business, it's money. I'm going to share with you one more scripture and then we're going to pray, or two more scriptures. Then we're going to pray. Revelation 18, 21 says this, through 24. Then a mighty angel, this is at the end, y'all. This is like the book of Revelation when everything is... You know, come into light. God's exposing everything. Revelation eighteen twenty one 21 says this. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it in the sea, saying, Thus with violence, the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. Babylon, by the way, is us. You know, the people who've fallen away from God. The, the, the nations like America. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. Then the light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. Here's the kicker for your merchants were the great men of the earth for by your sorcery, all the nations were deceived. You know what that word sorcery is? Pharmakeia. The merchants of the world are the great men of the earth. They're the ones with the power. They're the ones with the money. They're the ones with the control. The Bible says they will be judged because they deceived the world. You see, the system is set up to deceive us to believe that they're actually going to fix us. They're not going to fix us. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't take medicine when you're sick. Trust me. I hit that NyQuil hard when I get sick. But when you become dependent on these prescriptions, when you become controlled where you can't let go they don't let go of you of these drugs you have become under the spell when you can't survive i remember when i had my surgery on my achilles they they prescribed to me was a hydrocodone or some crazy drug i took it for like two days i felt like a zombie I was just sitting there just drooling over myself. I don't remember what day it was. It was like, what is this? And I'm one of these people, like, I'm really sensitive to medications. I'll straight up have hallucinations. Like, it's just instant with me. And I said, sure, I can't take this no more. I'd rather deal with the pain because I could feel myself slipping away. And unfortunately, we're all told that this stuff is good for us. next scripture 2nd Timothy 1 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear I want you to say that with me God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind God did not give us fear we should not be afraid God did not give us a fear of dying a fear of getting sick a fear of life a fear of death none of that stuff we should be living with the Bible says to live is Christ and to die is gain I can't wait to die you can't kill a dead man Bible says for I have died and risen with Christ I'm already dead why would I be afraid of it but the world and the witchcraft that the enemy uses to convince and trick and tell us that we're not allowed to tell you that your depression and anxiety could be a spirit and could be spiritual apparently now that is hateful apparently now that means we're just trying to shove prayer on you no we're trying to help you understand that god did not give you a spirit of fear god did not give you anxiety god did not give you depression god gave us a sound mind And he gave us the ability to believe and pray. The Bible says that wherever two or three are gathered, the Lord will be in their midst. And whatever they pray and ask, according to his will, he will do it. So we are here this morning to pray for mental health. We're here this morning to pray against depression. If you're here in this room this morning, you might take some courage. But if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're on antidepressants, this is not a condemnation. This is an opportunity for freedom. This is an opportunity for transformation. This is an opportunity for healing. I want you to come this morning. And we're going to believe for freedom in this area of our lives. Because we should walk free in our mind. We should live free in our mind. a prayer request that came in that said, it's not a request. She wanted to share a testimony from my history. She says, I was on 100 milligrams of Zoloft since I was a child for OCD, anxiety, and depression. I wanted to be free from it and pray that God would heal me and let me be able to not be on those drugs anymore. I am now free and no longer take Zoloft due to God healing me and setting me free. I'm not telling you to jump ship today. I'm telling you, let's pray. Let's believe and then go get confirmation from your doctor. Say, I don't need these no more. I'll share this. My father had clinical depression for six years and they prescribed him every pill that you can imagine. One day he finally realized it was making him worse. So the next time he went to get prescriptions and the bag was there and it was stapled, he never opened it. He still has the bag. He still has the bag. It's still stapled. It's a reminder to him that God set him free. It didn't mean that he didn't battle or fight. He had to fight. He had to battle. But he had to stand on God's word. He knew after taking all those drugs, it was making him worse now we know why now we have the research we have the truth if you want to be free from these pills I want you just repeat this after me say Jesus you are my king I declare freedom over my mind over my body according to your word Remove the need for me to take any of these pills, any of these drugs. Remove any stronghold that may be there because of them and set me free. In Jesus' name, I declare freedom over every person. I declare freedom in every person's mind freedom from any sort of prescription drugs that they don't want to be on I declare freedom from depression in Jesus name freedom from anxiety in Jesus name freedom from fear in Jesus name all of that has to go in the name of Jesus Christ I declare every person here that mind, soul and spirit be made whole we do not have this spirit of fear, but we have the spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Someone praise the Lord. Song four. Do this with me. Let's stand and let's worship before we pray for the last thing. Let's worship. James chapter 5 James five fourteen. it says is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and that they pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. Our vision is to plant churches that are life-changing. If you would like to support our ministry, you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.